I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. Hello. We had to take a brief pause to drink some um, water this week. Why were you clarifying that it was water? I don't know. Somebody emailed me. We had to have water. (laughs) Somebody emailed me a really funny um, thing recently. I think it was our friend. It was our friend Doug um, who let us know that. He um he was our gun expert guy. Oh yeah. Um, well, he said he was no expert, but that um, he would be more than happy to assist us with our gun questions. So it's Doug, by the way. But he uh, did clarify some stuff when on your, my story, my story from the couple killed in Jefferson Park. Oh yeah. Um, about the guns, and you know, we chatted about that. But he also said, um, "What did? Let me see here." He said, um, "Been meaning to reach out to you with some advice after listening to your Waverly Hills episode. Drink the wine during or after recording, not before." <laughs> then he said, "Just kidding." Um, no, I mean that's a solid point. No, and I was like, "Fair." We point, actually, Doug. we actually didn't in that episode because that was during the daytime when we recorded that. Right, so that's even worse. We weren't even drinking. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. That was just our natural, our natural chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so glad you joined us for it. Thanks, Doug. Um, no, so we're drinking water tonight, partially because my liver is still freaking out. But I, I mean, I you know, drink. Jesus could come at any time and turn that into wine. Right. He's done it before. He's done it before. He could do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, I had some coffee tonight because I'm a little, uh, yeah. a little on the tired side. Yeah. I'm, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm still dealing with um, some liver stuff, so... Um. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I told her, I said, well, I would offer you some wine, but I feel like that would just kill you. Right. So I probably, probably should not. Um, and do- my doctor does not recommend it currently, yeah, um, which no, is so fine. No. And I still, I know we talked about where I bought my favorite beer before I got all this sickness. It's still in the cases. And yet she did not bring me any. It's I fine. Did not I bring get her it. Any. I understand. It's still in because I'm hoping at some point maybe this will all resolve, and I'll be able to you know really enjoy those because they're just sitting on my kitchen floor and I just have to look at them. Like, but if you can never drink again, I would say just go ahead and bring them over. I'll just pack it just all go up. Go ahead and bring I'll them over. Pack it up. I'll be bring ready it to for Holly's. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Well, the good news is um, I have the story. I haven't been drinking. I'm nothing but coffee and water. Stone cold sober. Yep, and ready to bring you this story. I'm ready for it. Okay, Haley. We are headed to Virginia. Hey. A Abingdon, Virginia, to be exact. Yes. We are going to talk about the Martha Washington Inn. Cool. Yeah. It is actually now referred to as the Martha Hotel and Spa. Nice. I know. I like that. Cool. Yeah. Anytime I hear hotel and spa, all I think of is like massages and pedicures and just, oh, oh, things, so I mean, things I can't afford, but it sounds really nice. Spas kind of freak me out. Why? I just feel like it's a walking staff infection. I mean, probably, but <laughs> come 
God, you ruin everything. I know. <laughs> well, ruin you're probably going to get some terrible disease and die. Okay, It'll spread throughout your body and you just <laughs> die just one day. Broke. Like, great, thanks. Is no, that just, is that where you got your stuff? Did you go to a spa? I did not. It was nothing okay. fun like that. I, okay. I don't know how I got mine. Um, no, I just don't. I don't know. I don't like other people, like, touching me. You know, I was listening to, um, so one of the podcasts that I listen to is, <laughs> she goober, is called Pod Meets World, uh, which is the Boy Meets World re, you know, watch podcast. Anyway, okay. so they were saying uh, something about um, one of the, the actors said that he does not like massages because he really doesn't like being touched. And I am very similar in that it hurts, actually. Yeah. Massages hurt. Mm-hmm. me physically like i feel like i had one on on my birthday several this was well before my son was born so i don't know like four years ago and it actually awoke something in my back that was very painful and uh, yeah since mm-hmm. then i'm like no thank you but i feel like spas you're just it's always kind of steamy you're a little oh. sweaty it's not a bad thing you just got people touching you sweat just sounds like an orgy his sweat just but none of the fun stuff oh like yeah sweat yeah. just mixing together and yeah just, it's a lot of sweat oh i just don't like that <laughs> um <laughs> just really freaks me out oh uh, yeah and yeah. i feel like i only have the i've never been to a spa so i don't know maybe it's lovely but i just keep like i guess it's maybe the japanese spas where everybody's just fully naked I or think korean you- Korean yeah, spas. I think you need to go to other spas. Where everybody's naked. And, and, and the koi fish are like eating yeah, at your... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Not like, koi. I'm fine with, you know, bodies are bodies and whatever. But like, I just don't really want to walk around naked. No, me neither. No. No, thanks. Outside of my own home. Even in my own home, I'm yeah. usually clothed. Yeah, usually same. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I still like it, but um, maybe this one's lovely. I mean, it could be. And this hotel has quite the long history. It's actually on the Historic Hotels of America list. I didn't Um, know that was a thing. I didn't know that was a thing either, but that's cool. And the National Trust for Historic Preservation. So this means Mm. cannot be torn down. You can't alter the outsides. It's outside of it. Yeah. Like, I think, because... I'm trying to think. You can't you can't alter the outside because I worked in a building that was on the historic registry, um, and it was awful because you can't alter the building at all. Yeah, the outside of the building. You can the inside a little bit, um, but you can't like expand onto right. it, which is kind of annoying. I'm really sorry. It sounds like that broke your heart a lot. <laughs> well, well, the well, fact was that's... that like my um, I didn't have an office there. I shared my desk with high school students um in a weird loft situation and then my my supervisor's office was a janitor's closet at one point so listen we do what we do it was a good time had a blast for a while i taught a class in a dark dingy basement that was flooded it did flood and it eventually became mildewy and it was pretty rough smelled rough down there yeah it did and they're like go ahead holly good luck with that black mold you could teach that class go on Have fun. We had a blast. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right. So let's talk about the history of this building. All right. So in 1832, General Mm -hmm. Francis Preston decided that he wanted to build a lovely little home for his family. 
That's How so sweet. Neat. Yes. Rather than making a nice little cottage, which was typical at the time period, he invested a whopping $15,000, which today would be like close to a million, um, to build an all brick mansion. Okay. Mm. I like brick. I, I like mansion. All right. <laughs> Once completed, the family lived in the home for the next 26 years until General Preston and his wife, you know, kicked the bucket. At that point, the family sold the mansion to Martha Washington College for $21,000. Okay. Enabling the family to make a $6,000 profit. Not too shabby for 1858. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, not at all. Martha Washington College was an all-girls school. Um, and it was started in the mid-1800s, and it actually ran through the Great Depression, and it was at that point where it kind of put them out of business. Yeah, which, it did um, most things. Exactly. That'll do it. Um, so I could never imagine my family home being used for a college, like maybe Little Whorehouse. Um <laughs> Home for wayward youth, obviously. Yeah, I could see... Nursing home. Yeah, yeah. My family home, same. Um, Whorehouse? Maybe not whorehouse. (laughs) Um, Wayward wayward youth. Wayward youth. Um, Prison? Maybe an office? Mental health? space? Mental health? Mm -hmm. Not feeling um, college, though. Yeah, no, me neither. I couldn't mm-hmm. see that. <laughs> no. Although my childhood bedroom actually was the dining room. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Cool. Eat and sleep. Yeah. Well, there you go. See you Same place. It, it was a little rough sleeping on that dining room table. Yeah, but, I mean, know. I can see. <sighs> All right. So uh, it was used for the college um, until the 1860s when the Civil War broke out. That'll also do it. Yeah. At that point, the mansion was being used as training ground for the Washington Mounted Rifles. And this was a Confederate Union unit. Um, and if you all know your Civil War history, you know that Virginia was one of the Last four states, including Arkansas, North Carolina, and Tennessee, to secede from the Union. Right? So, many other southern states, South Carolina was the first to be like, bye, Felicia, uh, and North Carolina and Tennessee were actually two of the last. Yeah, they were kind of like, I don't really know how we feel about this, but... North Carolina had a lot of support for the Union. It did. So, it was um, really divided. Which was interesting, because even, like, western North Carolina... Which was pro union. You would think would be more Confederate. Um, is was pro union, um, but you know, people, uh, slavery is bad. You know, no matter what, yeah, just, slavery is yeah, bad. Yeah, it's just you don't don't do that. So this is the large part. You know, this was due to location, um, the secession. So location and fears about um, committing to the Confederacy. But ultimately, Virginia did secede and became a Confederate state. Back to our story. Okay, so. After several skirmishes, both Union and Confederate soldiers were brought back to the mansion for care and treatment. Hmm, The mansion got a cool nickname around this time, and it was simply called the Martha. Cool. 
But anytime I think of this term, the Martha, I think of Handmaid's Tale. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. No. It's dark. But, um, and the Marthas are the cooks and the caretakers. So Mm -hmm. it kind of takes on that term, you know. Gotcha. So the women who were attending this college um, were now working as volunteers. So some chose to go back home Mm -hmm. when the college closed. And some chose to work as volunteers to take care of these wounded soldiers, essentially became like nurses right (laughs) so so much for your teaching certification get out there and stop the bleeding maybe you know cut out a bullet even learn how to amputate a limb Hmm. it's like you know i really know you wanted to be a marine biologist but (laughs) i'm gonna need you to cut off this guy's leg real fast you know when i think going to college as a woman in the mid 1800s marine biologist is not <laughs> the first thing that comes first to mind thing that pops. you know i'm i'm aspiring for greatness here for these i appreciate that not I that love teaching that. is not a great profession it's a lovely yeah but i feel like that was kind of the standard quo for women at that yeah. time i'm like i want to know which one of these women was in there that's like, nah, I don't want to deal with children. I want to deal with fish. I mean, quite possibly. Yeah. There, was one, there, there had, had to be, to be someone in there. There had to be one in there. <laughs> Not one who was going to say, all right, it's time that we get that saw and chop off that leg. <laughs> chop off a leg. Yeah. They were going for it. So... A post-war, Mar- you know, post-war Martha went back to being an all-girls college that didn't teach real-life experiences of removing shrapnel. Mm. Um, one of the valedictorians of the 1880 class was Nellie Nugent Somerville, who went on to be the first woman ever elected to the Mississippi legislature. Nice. So they were doing They're big things. They doing the thing. Yeah. Get I was it. super impressed. So um, they were producing successfully educated women who could actually duke it out with these men. Yeah. I love that. Duke it out with the men. I mean, I'm sure there were lots of teachers in there who were just like getting the getting it done. The teachers. I mean, Marine biologists. Marine biologists. Who are getting it done. Teachers that are just like, I mean, I could never be a teacher. Do you ever think, you know, I want to be a marine biologist, but I get seasick? Actually, I went, yes, this was, I really wanted to be a marine biologist as a kid. Even in high school, I really wanted that, but I don't do well with boats. Um, I felt like that was going to be a downside. And I'm not great at science or math, and I felt like that was also really needed. Yeah, that's important. For that. Um, Hmm. So and now I, mean, I deal with teenagers, and it also feels like sharks sometimes. Yeah, so. and, and you have to have a Dramamine patch behind the ears. Yeah, so. still, I mean, yeah. <sighs> Bless it. I know. But maybe you could have, you know, back in the day, you could have attended this college, chopped off some limbs, and then, you know, been a part of the legislature. Maybe. I yeah. feel like I'm like... I'm so tired at this point, but I'm not saying that teaching is not a very noble profession or badass because it is. I was a teacher for many years. I work with uh, a lot of teachers and you all are phenomenal. I just, I can't even imagine what your day to day is like. (laughs) I just, I can't, I can't do it. I'd rather, I'd rather be with the sharks. Well, while Haley is swimming with the sharks... 
Let me tell you more about this. This you're in the story. Learn more about the Martha. <laughs> All right. So, by 1932, the college fell on hard times, and like mm-hmm. most of America, it had to close down. Right. It was eventually sold and reopened in 1935. This time as a hotel, and mm-hmm. it was named the Martha Washington Inn in honor of the college that had been a pivotal part of its legacy. Nice. Um. Since the 1935 grand opening, the Martha has continued to be a fully operational inn with improvements made over the years. In 1984, a group of investors bought the inn for $8 million and gave it a more modern update while maintaining the 1830s charm and character. Um, And I'm actually glad to hear this because... um, If they had come in and updated it to reflect a 1984 feel, I don't think it would still be open Mm-mm. i mean could you imagine like early 80s decor you know like what that might look like no i'm more for the 1800s but yeah. i'm also thinking like what was 1800s decor like i'm thinking lots of like drapes and and like deep colors you know like deep purples deep greens that kind of thing like that sort more of for mice and bags oh. of like things stuffed with hay Oh, but this is a mansion. Like, mansion's got mice. Well, I didn't say it didn't have (laughs) mice, but you know what I'm saying. Like, that's not part of the decor. Right. Like, Like, just put some mice over there. Feather pillows, Linda. Um, fancy quilts. Fancy quilts. Fancy quilts. (laughs) Yes, fancy quilts. Um, as opposed to you know what I was thinking for like 1984, which would be like red or poop brown carpeting and pink wallpaper maybe rotary telephones with long cords Mm -hmm. and you know televisions that were as big as a kitchen table nice yeah when i was a kid we had a television that was huge and the speakers were like built into it and um it was it was a piece of furniture like eventually when it stopped working we put another tv on top of it (laughs) Like, it was like a piece of furniture. It was nice. pretty cool. So um, they could have even had a poster of Michael Jackson, maybe Cindy Lauper on the nice. walls. Very of yeah. its time, yeah. However, they chose to go with that cool, trendy, mice-filled 1830s theme, which nice. was perfect. Um, and the original living room um, of the Preston Mansion is used as the lobby where guests come and check in. Is there indoor plumbing? I'm also thinking chamber pots. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I, they were able to take care of that. Great. They were able to put that indoor plumbing in. Great. Thank goodness. Uh, in the east parlor of the inn stands a nine foot tall grandfather clock that once oh. belonged to the Preston family. Love that. It was discovered in England when one of the Preston's daughters was visiting and she had it shipped back to the U.S. That seems scary. <laughs> I was going to say, could you imagine the shipping costs on that sucker? And then like, you know how rough they are with luggage? <laughs> My grandfather clock. Chuck it in, and I mean, I think like all I think is the cost. Like, especially if it was by the weight. Like, I get nervous sending a Chili's gift card in the mail. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to double stamp this bastard. They're gonna send it back and be like additional postage required. Exactly. Like return to send. Could you just imagine the clock that weighs? I, I can't even imagine. Yeah. So today, the Martha Washington Inn has expanded to be a hotel and spa where they offer self-care treatments to make you feel pampered. Okay, cool. And, you know, any kind of staff infection that Haley wants to pick up. Yeah, that's right. Uh, It sounds very luxurious. And if you're planning to stay there, there are a few things that you may want to know. I'm sure it's very clean. 
<laughs> oh, it is clean, but also it's sort of kind of haunted. <gasps> of course it is. How could it not be? Uh, I mean, we wouldn't do an episode about it if it wasn't. Right. I was just like, what a cool if building. I was like, wow, what a neat building. Thank you for telling us that. <laughs> uh, remember how I told you that college students would step in and provide medical care to mm-hmm. wounded soldiers, both Union and Confederate? Mm-hmm. Well, when a Union captain named John Stoves was severely wounded, his troop carried him from the battleground through a cave system that was underneath the city of Abingdon. Ew, stay out of caves. It was a whole underground, like, tunnel Mm -mm, cave system. Nothing good coming out of that. Okay. Nothing good. There's spooky stuff in caves. Yep. Yep. That's like portal to another, to hell. Dimension. I mean, I just, mm -mm, stay out of caves. And the woods. And the woods. Caves and woods. Stay out of caves. (laughs) Leave leave caves alone. (laughs) So, he's taken through the cave under the city of Abingdon, and then up a secret stairway to the third floor of the Martha. Out of the cave? Yes. Ew. All right. Because they were underneath the streets. Uh, mm -hmm. And we'll get into a story about that. I'm thinking about doing one because it's fascinating. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's so creepy. Um, So he was placed in what is now known as room 403. And um, most people did not think that he would survive his injuries. They were pretty severe. So a young student turned nurse, maybe hoping to be that, um, you know, marine biologist. biologist. (laughs) Her name was Beth. She began taking care of him. All right, Beth, get it. In order to help him forget about his pain, she would lovingly play the violin for him. And eventually, the two fell in love. Oh my God, Beth. I kind of like this. This sounds like a Lifetime movie. It does. He was a Union soldier. She was a Confederate nurse. Who played the who violin. Who played the violin and opened up his heart. After he came from the depths of the cave. Squirting blood. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turns into like a terrifying horror movie of like the devils inside him. <laughs> from the cave. I got your heart oh in a <laughs> Those were other episodes. Sorry. No. <laughs> so okay. All right. All right. They so, fell in love. This is a beautiful they, story. They fell in love. Right. It's a beautiful story. And you know, she had that admiration and crush on him, and vice versa. And it's kind of unlikely because obviously she's in the South. She's probably more pro Confederacy. He's a Union soldier, but she lovingly cares for him. Sadly. They were never able to embark on their love as one day John blurted out. I'm trying not to laugh at this because it's kind of funny. <laughs> the, the suspense is killing me. Okay, good, because it's kind of funny and I have to say it correctly. Okay. Play something for me, Beth. I'm going. Going where? Dying. What? I'm going. I'm dying. All right. It, maybe it. Okay, I'll do it this way. <laughs> I'm going. That's, Is that better? That sounded like something straight from The Exorcist. <laughs> well, I mean, it once it was come, a love story. It turned did come in. from the cave. Um, exactly. So he's saying he's dying. Play something for me. I'm. I'm, I'm hitting the bricks. That's I'm it. Going, I'm dying. But I'm, like, what do you know? You're not a doctor. He himself knows his body. He knows that this is it. I think he's being dramatic. 
He wasn't actually. <laughs> He's being any man though with a cold. Like, <laughs> well, he had dramatic. slightly more than a cold. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so before Beth could, you know, round up her violin and, and get going, John oh. bit the dust oh, and succumbed to his wound. So clearly, he knew he was going. My bad, John. Sorry. <laughs> Haley, if I were, I say, play something for me, Haley. I'm, I'm going. I'm gonna be like, now nah, you're not. <laughs> be all right. And, <laughs> She does. Oh, man. And Haley's right. like, oh, man, I don't even play an instrument. Play, play maybe your armpit. Oh, that's yeah, I can even do that. Um, that's a skill. Yeah. No, I play no musical instruments. Bummer. I know. But yeah, that line, play something for me, Beth. I'm, I'm going. going. So where are you going? <laughs> to the other side. Meet you there, baby. Okay. Beth was devastated that Clearly. she couldn't play one last song for him. And around the same time, a Confederate soldier came in, saying that he needed to take John in as prisoner. John's dead, though. Well, wait for it. (laughs) Beth got very upset. Okay. And stated that he, John, had been pardoned by an officer higher than General Lee. And that it didn't matter anymore because he was dead. So who pardoned him? (laughs) Jesus? Exactly. He had been pardoned by Jesus. First, Jesus came to us and turned our water into wine. Mm, And then he pardoned John John and allowed him to go to the other side with peace. Yeah. That's kind of beautiful. She then began playing a sweet southern melody while he lay on the bed, dead, as a tribute to him. All righty then. My heart. <laughs> Doug, oh, I can oh. see it. Doug's gonna email us and be like, "You were lying. You were drunk." As I'll get out, we're not. <laughs> we're just goofy. All right. So she was playing the beautiful music for him. Several weeks later, Beth herself would die of typhoid fever. I kind of think, though, <laughs> sorry, it's it probably funny. more a broken heart in a way. <laughs> and anti-foid fever. I got I like broken you don't heart really in the box. Come back from typhoid fever at that time. I think like once you get it, it's like you know. Well, yes, <laughs> like, but I mean, broken heart or not? Like, <laughs> I think if it's typhoid fever, you're kind of just done. But I also think you know they were their souls were maybe kind of meant to be together. So she had to hurry up and and bite the dust so and that they could reunite fever. in heaven. Typhoid fever was the answer heaven had no union or confederacy heaven brings us all together it doesn't matter that's that's the reality here i don't i mean slavery's bad just feel like i gotta throw that in there she had typhoid (laughs) fever but also a broken heart (laughs) so over the coming years and decades, students, teachers, and eventually guests of the Martha Inn have stated that they have heard a violin play, particularly in room 403. That's some maintenance person that's just like in the next room. But just Who drops playing. the broom and pulls out a violin? No, I'm saying they're just walking around with it on like a, like a portable speaker and they're just like Could be. playing it randomly. That's what that is. So Beth's ghost is known as the Yankee Sweetheart. I like that. It's kind of fun. <sighs> the Yankee Sweetheart. Okay. Violin. So that's one. Another weird <laughs> phenomenon is the uh, reappearing blood stain. 
This is a good one. Okay. So the story goes that a young Confederate soldier was in Abingdon to deliver important papers from General Lee. He went to the Martha, the hospital, to meet up with his girlfriend, who was a student slash nurse there slash marine biologist. Gotcha. Slash teacher. Slash teacher. (laughs) When two Union soldiers found him, he tried to escape through the Abingdon caves, but he was caught before he could do so and killed in front of his lady love. Oh, man. It is said in the that, cave. Wait, was she in the cave? So no, they were. He ha, he was trying to get to the cave, but right. they were still in the hospital. Gotcha, gotcha, and so gotcha. yeah, okay. um, it is said that you can still see the blood stains on the floor, and obviously they've cleaned them up. Yeah, but they keep reappearing. Uh, we did an episode about the Chapel of Rest. Right, Remember that? Yeah, um, they've got weird blood there too. Yeah, that just kept reappearing. Yeah. yeah, and they also were like, you know what? Enough of this. Let's just cover it with that cool 1984 red carpet and see what happens. And holes started to appear where the blood stains have been. <laughs> God, it feels like maybe he was radioactive. I don't know. <laughs> radioactive. <laughs> like maybe he had. We're gonna sing Imagine Dragons. Of- like, I don't think this is the time of mustard gas, but, like, we might want to look into that. <laughs> Just make sure. And, I mean, what is the point? Like, I mean, I get it. It was horrible. You died. So tragic. But why do you have to keep ruining our carpet? Like, take your blood with you and get out of here. Take your holes, take your blood, and just move on. Get out. Yeah. I don't know. It's very sad. Stop it. So... <laughs> that's another story um this other one is of the phantom horse so a phantom horse waits for its master outside the front steps and so they say that a union soldier was actually shot um in front of the martha in around 1864 and on moonless nights the horse has been seen roaming the grounds searching for its owner and awaiting the call to ride home so did the horse also get shot no but see the horse died at a later time and then came back for the owner apparently okay sorry just trying to trying to follow this whole uh it's 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 something okay um the other one is the basement wall so the basement just again basements i'm fine with basements I mean, my basement in my house is kind of creepy. And that's where you were living for a while. No, I my new house. Oh. I haven't been down there. It's spooky. We'll have to go down there yeah, together. Yeah, it's something. Hold my hand. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, so this basement holds the spirits of black slaves, and they were kept in an underground chamber, and some were buried within its stone walls. Ah. Oh, that's not terrifying. I they sought their vengeance. Uh, yeah. Oof. And then another one is the Trail of Mud. So numerous accounts of a soldier <laughs> hobbling <coughs> with the help from a crutch and leaving a trail of mud in his wake has been reported from the hallway of the inn. Why was he muddy? <laughs> no. Why was he muddy? Well, I guess from the trenches, um, maybe he was bringing the mud in with him as he was hobbling. To the hospital. Okay. Yeah. And long past medical help, there is only speculation why he is there at the old hospital. Um, Yeah. Okay. He apparently um, leaves a hideous mangle of bone and, you know, flesh, and he has a split 
in his head. So he's just a blob? <laughs> oh, like, like blobbing it up with his. Gonna... Uh, watch the mud. Ew. I don't know. I don't like that one. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. And last but not least, the angry spirit in the tunnel. Remember how we talked about the caves in the tunnel? Yeah, stop. So. That. A tunnel once connected the Martha Washington Inn with the Barter Theater. So I don't know if you know much about Abingdon. I know a lot about the Barter Theater. Have you ever been there? I've been to the Barter Theater. I've danced at the Barter Theater um, when I was in college on the dance team. Um, We dance there every year at Christmas, around Christmas time. So, you know, I lived in Abingdon. Beautiful Um, theater. It is really beautiful. Barter has some fantastic shows. Um... Old, legendary, that kind of thing. Yeah, beautiful, spooky. Also spooky, 100%. Maybe we'll talk about that coming up, too. So the the entrance on the end's side has been closed off for many years, but the section below the theater is still used to run electrical cables, and actors who used the tunnel to walk in between the inn and the theater in the 1930s and 40s have reported encountering a malevolent spirit. No, thanks. Yeah, it's never been seen, but it's been sensed um, as a strong evil presence. I don't like that. The spirit is believed to have been either a man who was killed when the tunnel collapsed in 1890. We've got to do a story about that. Or a Confederate soldier who used the tunnel to smuggle ammunition out of the inn's basement during the Civil War. No matter what. I mean, it's still, I mean, both of those are. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, so what? You're smuggling ammunition. Right, so why now are you mad about it? Why are you an evil spirit? Yeah, I don't know. Something's weird about that. Uh, so, like I said, we're going to talk about the tunnels maybe in another episode because that's just crazy. Yeah, that's so, creepy. I mean, here you've got this inn that is still functioning. Really, really beautiful. I'll post um, a photo of it for the episode. Um, and a great place to go and get your massage and also see some terrifying shit. Yeah. Sounds um, right up our alley, actually. It does. I think if we can skip the spa part and just go for the scary stuff. Could we do both? I think that, you know, if I give a little bit to you, you need to give a little bit to me. We can, um, as long as no <laughs> one touches me. Can they look at you directly? <laughs> Questionable. Mm. Maybe. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. What if the ghost is like... You ready for your massage? Might be into that. I'll be playing some violin music. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the violin. I think it's a beautiful instrument. Yeah, I love the violin. It's so classy. No, it's my favorite of all of the classes. I've always thought though that it would create that double chin. You know what I'm saying? Because it kind of mm, yeah, yeah. kind of a weird neck thing. Playing the violin, <laughs> but I do like to hear. It. I would think I would look. Very unsexy playing the violin. Even though I love the sound of it, I would not look attractive. Mm-mm. No. But anyway, Alas. so that's my story on the Martha Washington Inn and the fact that it's haunted and has such a storied history. I like it. Yeah, I do too. Definitely, I need to add that one to the list. <laughs> Absolutely, we'll do it. 
So if you all um, have any experiences um, at the Martha Washington Inn or Tales, or you live in and around Abington and you know more about this, um, please just let us know. You can do that by emailing us at mountainmysteries.appalachian at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. You can send us a message via Instagram or just, you know, support us on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, follow us. That's it. Follow. Follow. Yeah. <laughs> Something. That, uh, that at like button. Exactly. Well, I think that's Facebook. Facebook? Yeah, because Instagram like has a little heart. Oh, okay. Yeah. Click the heart. Click the heart uh, at <laughs> Appalachia. And last but not least, you can get extra content. That's right, bonus content from Haley and I. Um, extra episodes, uh, you know, episodes where we flub. I can't believe that. We never know, do stuff right? like that. And that is patreon.com slash mountain mysteries. Haley, you got us a shout out. Sure. Um, let's sure. go to Jenkins, Kentucky. Oh, hey, Jenkins, Kentucky. Hello. Thank you for listening. All right, y'all. We will catch you next week. Let us know how your stay was at the Martha. Bye. I got my heart in a <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>